Hey there, Misketeers. Welcome back to Missing Out Mondays, where we tell you what we're into. Start your week off right. I'm Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. All right, Lex Michael. Have you seen Midsommar? Oh my God. Okay, you, you finally saw it. Yes. I, I, okay, okay. I assume you, you're bringing it up because you liked it. Um, it was crazy. I it was a lot. Loved this movie. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think we've talked about it on Missing Out Monday. I don't think we have. Um, but so I'm. I decided to bring it. I just watched it on Friday. Um, it is you know same creator as Hereditary. Another movie that I loved. Um, did not watch Hereditary. Oh, was great. not prepared for this. Um, Different kind of movie for yes. sure, but no less unsettling. And most of the horror is derived from. Things that are a lot more real and immediate than any sort of supernatural element. Yeah. So they got that stuff in there too. Yeah. The, like I like uh, if you're unfamiliar with the concept of Midsommar, um, the this couple who is on the rocks, they venture into Sweden. Um, they're all in college. And so one of their college friends uh, is bringing a group of them out to a festival. It's like a midsummer festival that in his uh, original village they have once every 90 years, and they're there to kind of take a, a look at it. They're anthropology students, and so one of them is really interested in doing his, uh, his doctorate on these uh, older traditions and things of this sort. So he's stopping in Sweden, going to a couple other places, uh, and that character is played by uh, the same guy who plays Chidi in The Good Place, if you watch that show. Um, and... As they are staying in this village, they start to un not, not uncover, but they start to realize the, the truth behind this festival, and it ends up becoming something darker than they could have expected. Yes. Um, the movie itself is, I would describe as a two-hour-long like, acid two, it's trip. Like two, it's closer to two and a half. Uh, yeah, it's like 2.14. And the director's cut is closer to three hours. Which I'm not. I'm super hyped to watch that. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm oh, hyped yeah. to watch the director's cut. Yes. Okay. I'm. I. I feel like I'm. I'm good. I watched the regular one, and I was like, I got it. I never want to go back to Sweden. No, not <laughs> at all. Um, it's yeah, but it's it's like a two plus hour drug trip. Um, it like does. It feel. It looks uh, aesthetically looks like it's the closest approximation to being on mushrooms. Yeah, uh, that I've seen. Right, because from the moment that you get into Sweden. Um, like the, you essentially, the characters take, uh, mushroom tea. Mm -hmm. And so you start to see the world through their perspective and a lot of the surfaces are moving and like the, the grass is growing through their hands, things of that sort. Time moves at a different pace for each of them. Uh, and, and the movie kind of keeps you in this stupor and, and you don't know really what to trust in what you're seeing. And a lot of the the lore of this festival is told through these very rich background tapestries that you start to kind of like you pass by and it will stop on it for a little bit. And you kind of get these little glimpses of what might happen to them. Mm -hmm. So it's telegraphed in that way, but you don't really know what the images mean until they take place. And you're like, Oh yeah. Fucked up. Mm -hmm. Um, so I highly recommend it. I'm I'm trying not to go into any specific details. It's wild. And yes. it's it's very much it's it's a horror movie about this this festival and what what befalls this group of young people and it's full of uh 
you know, wears its influences on its sleeve. You can see a lot of uh, Wicker Man in this movie. You can see even a little bit of Texas Chainsaw Massacre in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but it's also a movie about relationships. Like, it's it's a horror movie, but what it's actually about is a relationship that's cracking. Right. Essentially. Um, and I think it's really successful in that way as well. No, I, I loved this movie when I saw it. Yeah. It also has the... Uh, an example of the world's worst boyfriend ever in the history of boyfriends. He's not great at it. He's the worst. He's also a bad friend. He's a bad person. He's not a great guy. Um, so go in there knowing that not all of the characters are very likable. Um, even the main character is kind of annoying. But they're but they're complicated, right? Like they feel right. like actual people. Uh, yes. Uh, unsavory qualities and all. <laughs> um, yes. And I think that that's like part of the appeal of the movie is you see how these like humans are making their way through the world and like flaws and all. Uh, so I highly recommend it. We watched it on Amazon. Um, so I don't know if you watched it in theaters. I watched it in theaters. I, one of the reasons I haven't seen the director's cut yet uh, and I, and I'll, I'll cave eventually, but, uh, the, the only version that got a physical release is the theatrical and it only got a release on Blu-ray did not get a physical 4k release. The only way to watch the director's cut and the only way to watch the movie in 4k is to buy it digitally through Apple. Hmm. As I've made clear on this show multiple times, I'm a big physical media person and I think not making physical media available and charging full price anyway is charging people full price for something that they don't actually own. I think it's it's a bit of a scam and I know that that's the way it's all going and this is a losing battle, but I just haven't been able to bring myself to pay full price for something I'm not going to own yet. Yeah, makes sense. But I, I, it's this is why I think I'm in a cave eventually for two reasons. One, I really do want to see that director's cut, and two, I bet this movie would look absolutely glorious in 4K. I'd imagine, like I couldn't imagine seeing it in the theater because I think that all of the unsettling aspects would be amplified, like at least tenfold. Uh, and so I was fine watching it from the comfort of a couch in a living room with my uh, blanket on my legs uh, to stifle my raging sad boner. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I'm, I would be, I guess at least curious to see what the experience in a theater would be like. Um, though I don't want it. I'm never going to watch this movie again. Like sometimes I'll be doing, going about my life uh, and I'll think about different aspects of it and I'll be like, oh, I'm sad. Uh, but that's Midsommar. <laughs> Lex, what are you into this week? Well, uh, as I just mentioned and have mentioned many times before on this show, I am a big physical media guy. So anytime that there is a, a new fancy deluxe edition of a great movie on physical media from a company that really prioritizes uh, a really excellent presentation, I get I get pretty excited. And uh, I've talked about on this show how Criterion for a long time has sort of been the kings of that. Uh, but Shout Factory and Scream Factory have been doing it for stuff that isn't necessarily art house, but it can be, uh, you know, more mainstream pop stuff or, uh, you know, super niche cult stuff. And now I'm discovering much like Shout and Scream Factory, uh, Arrow Video is doing something very, very similar. They're taking a lot of sort of niche cult stuff and also some bigger movies that uh, 
are part of sort of the tapestry of popular culture that aren't getting this kind of treatment from, say, a, a Criterion, who, who normally handles, you know, like a foreigner art house stuff or classic cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their most recent release that I am super, super taken with is they just put out a limited deluxe edition of An American Werewolf in London, a movie that is uh, widely praised and for very good reason. But their, their package for this thing is so, so, so impressive. And it just so makes me yearn for the days where studios actually bothered to put together a supplemental package for a physical release. Uh, this edition has a really gorgeous uh, hard slip cover with new art. Then it's got the Blu-ray inside and it, uh, it's got like their releases due. I talked about it. Uh, the Grand Duel. They put out the Grand Duel, which I talked about uh, their release on Missing Out Monday a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, just like that one, like I, I assume all their releases, they have reversible artwork for their their Blu-ray case. So on the one side, they have the same art that's on the outside of the package. And on the other side, they have the original vintage poster art. Uh, it comes with a poster that's folded up a double-sided poster. So you've got like vintage poster art and newer poster art on the other side. You've got six uh, reproductions of vintage lobby cards. You've got a booklet that's something like 60 pages that has some new writing on the movie, but you've also got uh, some like uh, uh, original reviews from the time the movie was released. Uh, you've also got an insane supplemental package on this disc. You've got uh, two audio commentaries. You've got two feature-length documentaries, one about the making of the movie and one about the legacy of the Wolfman at Universal Pictures. Uh, you've got something that, like the better part of an hour and a half to two hours of new interview material you've got some vintage behind the scenes stuff you've got uh trailers advertising and you've also got the best audio and visual presentation of this movie that i have ever seen i've never gotten to see american werewolf in london in a theater i've just seen various home media versions of it and this is easily easily the best presentation of this movie i've ever seen and if you haven't checked this movie out at all or if you haven't seen it in a while this is uh the the in my opinion the way if you can to experience this movie because not only does it look and sound excellent but this movie holds up be honest i'm really surprised how well this movie holds up it is scary it is funny it uh rick baker's effects work won the very first academy award for best makeup and while some of the sequences the sort of puppeteering on the wolf while it's running a uh, little 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 dated still the the wolf itself looks really cool and, and frightening yeah. the sort of running stuff may be a little dated the effects and the werewolf transformation sequences it all holds up incredibly well. Um, so I think it's an excellent movie. If you've never checked it out, uh, uh, definitely check it out. It's, it's great. It's, you know, John Landis movie guy. Who did, oh yeah. You know, yeah. Max you know, Landis is dead. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have listed that on his resume, but yes, uh, we all, we all, all of us have our, our great failings. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, uh, highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, it's scary. It's funny. It, it, holds up surprisingly well and the makeup and the effects are are wonderful and if you have seen the movie uh especially if you're a fan i say uh treat yourself holidays are coming up i say treat yourself or have a loved one treat you this this is the way to experience and learn about this movie i am genuinely blown away by the amount of effort that went into this release i'm a little bit stunned that arrow only recently popped up on my radar but they're doing work of 
the same caliber as what Shout Factory is doing and what Criterion is doing. And in a world where physical media is being deprioritized to the point where we will see the death of, not total death of physical media, but we're going to see big studios shift away from physical media more and more and more and more and more. If you want to own what you pay for, you you need to be going physical media. And if you're going physical media, if you're going to spend the money anyway, thank God that we have companies like Criterion, like Shout Factory, and like Arrow, and like others, like uh, Twilight Time, like Kino, uh, like Vinegar Syndrome, that are putting all of this effort into making sure that these movies are preserved, that these movies are seen, that these movies, uh, that they put together a supplemental package so that people can learn more about these movies so that they don't disappear from our cultural consciousness altogether. I think this shit is important. Yeah. And I think they did a really, really lovely job with this release. So I wanted to shout it out. Nice. Um, I hope I, I, I will put a link in the description so people can get their own copy. Hell yeah. But what are you people into? And what do I mean by you people? I mean, everyone listening at home. What are you into? Oh, real quick, sidebar too. Arrow is putting out RoboCop at the end of this month. If you think I don't already have that shit pre-ordered, y'all don't know me at all. Y'all That's don't know true. me. I thought you knew me. And now I feel betrayed. Yeah. It's, what, it's like what they say in that song. If you don't know me by now... You will never, ever, ever, ever know me. Yeah, that song is about uh, the 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 narrator coming to terms with the fact that the people around him didn't know that he, of course, pre-ordered RoboCop. Exactly. But Lex, if people wanted to know what other stuff you've pre-ordered, where can they hit you up? Uh, yeah, we can talk about our, our Amazon carts if you hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at TheLexMichael. Nice. You should start one of those like holiday wish lists on Amazon. Oh, don't think I don't have a wish list. Well, if you want to buy things from my wish list, uh, tweet me or or gram me. Send me a DM, an Instagram. Yeah, link in bio, bro. <laughs> yes, uh, at the Alex Michael. <laughs> and you can hit me up at Tari J T U R I J A Y. That's also on Instagram and Twitter, but mostly Twitter. Uh, I only use my Instagram when I'm on vacation. Uh, but uh, most importantly, you can hit this podcast up at Missing Outcast, M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-A-S-T on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and let us know what you're into. If you have a chance, leave us a rating or a review. Uh, that helps us get to the top of the charts, as you know. Um, and It's number one. It's top of the pops. Aw, uh, yeah. That was, that was really good old timey. That's us for top of the, it's, uh, it's a kink song, Top of the Pops. Oh, is it? Yeah, we're a kink song now, bro. We made it. Damn, finally. I've, I've, oh, look, I'm ascending. <laughs> Guys, oh, I have to hold the table to make this final uh, saying, but I, uh, guys, keep, keep doing what you're doing. Um, we hope that you are adjusted to the new time, and we hope you have a wonderful Monday. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be talking about The Last Dragon. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Oh, yeah. Um, so check out this martial arts, black exploitation inspired film. We're going to be talking about it. It's it's uh, great accomplishments, uh, the great parts and the parts that haven't aged well. And also the delicious weirdness. Oh, yeah. It's a weird picture, folks. A little bit. So we'll see you tomorrow 
on missing out. Meow, meow, meow. Is that your old-timey voice? That is. I like that your old-timey radio character is also a cat. Yep. Top cat. (laughs) What?